Before we start, uh, anyone who is listened to our podcast before knows we have it marked as uh, not for children, basically. And our usual antics are restrained, I guess. I don't know. They're antics and we can get kind of out there. But this episode uh, is gonna be uh, overstepping some boundaries. This episode is intended for mature audiences only. Yeah, it's gonna get weird and there's gonna be lots of talk about consent and non-consent and if that's not your thing please stop listening <laughs> like because it it's not gonna be okay seriously the the game that we played this time around you might not be able to handle it like i mean it made me extraordinarily uncomfortable that the first time i booted it i made it through the first scene and i turned it off afterwards because i could not keep playing i was like no we're done here i nearly did so warnings you've been warned viewer discretion is advised yeah (laughs) and then just regular intro Welcome back to the Bad Gamecast, this is Jake. This is Jason. This time we played Lovecraftian Sex Cult the Game. You know, and honestly, I might respect them more if they just called it that. Yep. Of course, then they'd actually have to deal with lawyers. Would they? Isn't uh, Lovecraft public domain at this point? Mm, Don't know. Anyway, name of the game, Uh, Lust for Darkness. (laughs) Yes, when you lust for darkness. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we played this. I'm sorry that we're recording this. I'm sorry for that twisted fucker who recommended it. <laughs> yeah, so this was unfortunately recommended, and, um... I might... I'm so done with tits out survival horror. Yeah, uh... So, when he suggested it, and this is of no uh, direct correlation, is he said it was from the same people who did Agony, but it's not? no. Like, it's very much in the same vein. It won, like, it, they, they share a lot of similarities. Uh, I didn't go through the staff, but I'm sure there are some of the same people, too. It probably, it kind of feels like it. Yeah. But it's attributed to a different company. Uh, if you want to cover this real quick, because it's... Like, yeah, yeah. Um, it was released June 12th, 2018, developed by Movie Games Lunarium, Movie Games... Lunar Cult Studios and Simfabric SA, published by Playway, Movie Games, and Simfabric SA, released on PS4, Nintendo Switch, Xbone, v- fucking Windows? Like, this came out on everything. Yeah, and then, like, I was looking at the their Steam page, and the Steam page listing only had one other game listed by the developer, so they used a, like, fake developer name for the Steam page. Because it doesn't link to any of the other games any of these companies have done. They, like, quarantined it in its own little world? Uh, which one was it? Although it's funny, uh, where I pull these games from, like, when I hit the link for each studio, it just pulls up all the rest of them, too. Yeah, so that's, like, I don't know how different these actual, like, studios are. It's very weird. It's one of these things that, I mean, we've talked about before on uh, Steam. So the official Steam developer is Movie Games Lunarium. I wonder if that's the, like, um, English branch. Well, English. Um, Okay, so then 
this one actually links to some of their other stuff, which is all weird, too. Yeah, so the entirety of the development was in Poland. So, like, when you look up these developers, the, the sites are all in Polish. Yeah. Which, you know, like, Google Translate's an embedded thing, so that it's not that big a deal. But it does make it kind of tricky to find stuff uh, here in the States, because, weirdly, it's not just automatically pulling stuff from Poland. Weird, that. Yeah, so, the the whole idea... It, I have to assume because he's right there. Their name is movie games, Linarium or just movie games or something, something. Right. And I wanted to talk about this before we actually get into the game, because I want to put off talking about the game as long as possible. Oh, please. Um, there, there's this idea that this game seems to present. And I, I know some people have talked about doing, and we've seen not very many successes is that using games as like a storytelling medium, like movies, Basically, you run a cheap, like, $10 game that's, like, three hours of gameplay, but that's, like, very kind of self-contained and focused. Okay. So you make a lot of short, small games that are kind of just that, instead of trying to be uh, the budget of these, like, AAA big open world things can be, well, big and expensive and time-consuming. This lets you kind of focus on a much smaller story and I don't hate that idea. Oh, see, because I was thinking more of like um, an interactive movie experience, uh, something more akin to like David Cage games, uh, it, where, I mean, in that case, it gives you a lot of choice or like Until Dawn or uh, I mean, even to an extent, um, what's when we played with uh, Deaf Batman? Oh, uh, The Quiet Man. The Quiet Man. Yeah, thank you. Um, because most of that game plays out uh, like an interactive movie. And honestly, I think The Quiet Man's not a terrible example. I mean, horribly executed and a really dumb premise slapped on top. Yeah. But this idea of a kind of, yeah, short focus game that tells a single narrative that you're just along for the ride. I don't hate. I don't know if I've actually played one that I've liked. Yeah, that style of gameplay is not for me. I generally find it boring. But then again, I haven't played one where like the story really grabbed me either. Yeah, I don't think that a lot of that comes down to just, like, actual writing. Because if you're going to do that, you need good writing. Yeah. Because at that point, you're not, like... One of the benefits of games is engagement and, you know, the player actually doing stuff. But if you're going to take a lot of that away for this kind of short story game, you need your story to actually be good and hook people. And a lot of times, it's just... That's why I'd said Until Dawn, a game that does that, but has more actual gameplay moments, there's some investigation, and then, like, uh, a lot of the stuff ends up being, like, quick-time events, but at that point, hopefully, you're engaged enough in the story, you want to see the characters um, live or die based on your choices. Yeah. I don't know. It's not something I've played much of, but I, I anything that continues to just kind of, like, branch out what all you can consider, you know, games and what you can do with the medium is good to me. Like, just push boundaries see like you know how movie like can you get before you just turn into a weird poorly rendered movie i want to stop you right there i don't want to talk about the merits of pushing boundaries and then launch into this game well because this game doesn't actually push boundaries this game is trash it thinks it wants to push boundaries but it doesn't it has nothing to say no no it, it doesn't it's uh man so I'm just going to go go right into it then. Just lead us in. All right. So Lust for Darkness is a horrible monstrosity of a game. You start the game with a like 
I don't know if it's over like a black screen or if it's just like a still image of two characters talking. It's a man and a woman and this woman's talking about she was being followed or something Mm -hmm. and he's trying to comfort her and be like, okay, do we need to talk to the police? And she's like, well, I feel safe now and we're home and blah, blah, blah. And they talk back and forth for a little bit and then like she gets kidnapped. I don't remember exactly how they like get that point across uh she turns around there's a guy standing there and he like clubs her or something yeah and like maybe she just turns around and then it fades to black i think that's right so she then wakes up in this like holding cell and you get to control her as a character so initially i'm wondering if this is my main character right because i know nothing about this game i'm not i don't I don't read reviews. I don't look into games really before starting them. I just kind of go. So I'm like, okay, I think this is my main character. I've been abducted. Basic horror premise, right? Mm -hmm. So you get this like weird love letter uh, from uh, dude. Uh, It's uh, like Willard, right? Yeah, it's no, I think it's just like W.Y. Okay. Uh, but it's like, I can't wait for our date. W.Y. Yep. Just follow the path, and I'll see you soon. I can't wait for our date. Okay? So then you open a box, and there's a key inside, and I'm going to not talk about game mechanics right now, even though this fucking kills me. (laughs) You take the key, and you open the door, and you start wandering around. You're clearly, like, underground somewhere. Yeah, you're in a dark hallway with no windows or anything. Yeah. Typical dungeon stuff. You walk to the end. There's a spooky dude who vanishes. You walk around. Like, this stuff is so rote, it's kind of funny to me. Like, the spooky guy who appears, like, in front of you at the end of the hallway. And then, like, I just run right at him trying to catch him. Yeah. And I don't know if it's supposed to be spooky, but I'm like, nah. Go get that dude. Yep. But he's not there, so whatever. Yeah, no, you just got out of your cell, your plan tag. Gotta yeah. get him. Uh, then you get to, like, the end, and it's like the oh god most stereotypical like you're in like a cellar that's full of like wine and shit Mm -hmm. and it's just like oh my god every horror game does has this same fucking room (laughs) every time anyway you then go upstairs and it's some weird like sexy type stuff yeah you come up the stairs and there's like a trail of rose petals that leads to an open door with a bed covered in rose petals and a bunch of candles lit yeah and then dude shows up in a mask and uh aggressively has his way with you yeah he it um right there it i don't know how it could be construed as anything other than a rape scenario that's exactly what it is and then the way they play it off is so creepy you mean how it starts off with her like the sounds of her fighting him off which quickly fades into her enjoying it yeah into this like ah what does it sound like stereotypical like porn oh moaning and pleasure sounds and then like that's they show this then cutscene of him wearing a mask and her wearing a mask and them like staring deeply into each other's eyes and it is so unsettling to me that someone would actually put that in a game. Like, this is, as I mentioned just a few moments prior, this is where I stopped playing uh, for, like, a couple days. Yeah, um, you were streaming 
when I started playing this. And I immediately hopped in the chat and I'm like, I don't want to play this anymore. And it's not, it isn't shocking. I didn't find it shocking so much as it's just gross. Well, like, yeah, it's repulsive. It It is an idea that like, oh, but if the sex is good, then it doesn't matter. This idea of like, and you see it in um, a lot of uh, less good drawn uh, porn as well, where like, oh, but you know, if you sex her up good enough, she'll love it and fall in love with you. And that's gross and terrifying. Yeah. Yes. Yes, there's no two ways about like, blah, Uh, it's this right here is the uh, like extreme example of a super seducer guy. Right. Like uh, that's that's not fair to that guy because he was like he was kind of like creeping gross, but he wasn't this level. Yeah, I like this is but it feels to me like that same attitude, though, like where if you just like uh, I don't even want to finish the thought. Yeah, like this is. And we learn later, this is a married woman kidnapped against her will and then forced into sex. But then we learn even later, and I'm going to spoil this because it's at the end. We learn later that, man, it's just so good. She just learns to love it. And she loves being there in their crazy sex cult because of how fun it is. Ha! No. No. Which was an issue I had not with how it plays out. Uh, because Stockholm Syndrome is a thing, just how that it's represented, and that's not what this is. Yeah, no, there's ways you could potentially go about this in, like, so many different ways of, like, one, you could actually have it be a rape scenario, and then, like, later in the game, you're trying to deal with her trauma. Yeah. You could have it be, and because this comes up later, and is basically the whole game, is some supernatural bullshit, you could go crazy supernatural with it but they don't present that up front at all i mean not really until you actually get to your main character gets to the mansion and not even once you get there it still takes a little bit yeah yeah if they made it clear that this was like some creepy form of mind control but then like you would have to change the ending potentially or do it well like uh no no like you could if you had that up front something literally anything that would explain it not just i guess she's into this because that's not okay yeah then i can't say it would have played out better but it would have made more sense it absolutely would have some you know jafar look into my staff type thing where you literally just see her get hypnotized yeah Mm, no would not have been good would have still been creepy (laughs) But would have been better than just like, yeah, but the sex was good enough to change her mind. Uh, All right. So fades to black cut to protag. Yeah. So your actual protagonist is the guy, of course, because when isn't it? (laughs) That's a conversation for another day. (laughs) Sure. I mean, you're, you're you're the husband. Your wife has been missing for like a year, right? They don't give you an exact time frame. It has been... A while. Yes. And I'm pretty sure he does say a year. I don't remember him saying a year, but it has definitely been a noticeable amount of time. And um, as you start with him in their house, he talks about uh, her still being gone, the police not finding any leads, and uh, him still, you know, like, 
he hasn't gotten over her because yeah. like, it's still his wife and he's still holding out hope. So you pick up and like your your house is just trashed. I mean, like there's plates and shit everywhere. There's just bottles of alcohol everywhere. Hold on. All right. Like I didn't think his place was that bad as uh, ostensibly a single guy that lives alone as well. <laughs> looking around. Yep. Looking around. Okay, so his place was really bad. No, it... <laughs> it it really... Like, it was... I mean, it's funny that you didn't say... Because to me, it read just like, this man doesn't know how to take care of himself. Because there was shit just everywhere. And not in like a... Like, there were just like piles of plates and forks in like every room. Okay. Uh, How long did you explore this house? Uh, not that long. I spent uh, time wandering around just being like, what the fuck? And then opening every drawer. By the way, this became a constant occurrence for me. I opened every drawer basically in the game. Ugh, why? Because I had to. Sure. Uh, I noticed, like, he had some dishes in the sink. There was some, like, shit on the table. But, like, there, the kitchen table, there was, like, three things on it. It wasn't, like, a pile of junk. And, like, there is some shit here and there, but the way that the house is designed, where it's not that big, but there's still, like, floor space where there's just, like, nothing there, it didn't look that bad to me. Like, it was, uh, when, in the first room that you spawn in, Mm -hmm. if you open, basically every single cabinet in that room has a bottle of alcohol in it. Well, yeah, I guess I wasn't going through trying to find his, uh, shame bottles that he was stashing in a cabinet. Yep, and then, like, you go downstairs, you just start opening drawers, and there's just, like, dirty plates in them. Oh. Yeah, no, see, I didn't go through any of that shit. (laughs) Well, maybe you should explore some more. Maybe there's secrets in there. There's not. Okay, maybe if they had that shit out where you could actually see it would have made it feel like the guy was more despondent than, eh, I guess my wife's still gone. (laughs) But you get, like... Uh, I don't even remember some stupid, like a note slides through your door. Yes. And it's, uh, Hey babe, I've been kidnapped by a cult. Don't go to the police. They're in on it too. Go to the mansion at midnight. Bye. Signed Amanda. So like if she puts a note under the door, why didn't she just grab him? And then they proceed to fuck off. Well, there's like, that's, Now, I know why. (laughs) This is what kills me. And no, even because later she talks about how she can't leave the mansion because she's constantly under surveillance. So who the fuck put that note there? Well, even if it was her, uh, it comes up later why she wouldn't just leave. And that's that makes sense. But yes, who the fuck did the note there? Because you're right. She talks about how she can't fucking leave. Yeah, it's just like. Okay, I guess. She has a messenger send you a note. Yeah, one of the fucking cult dudes, like, owes her a favor. Yeah, I guess. Let's fucking go and put this here. Isn't that your... You know what? Whatever. Whatever. I said I'd do it. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. So, you grab your keys. No. I mean... No. The most realistic thing this game did for the entire fucking runtime is the guy looks and sees Yelverton Mansion State Park, and the first thing that you do is go to the fucking computer and look up where the shit that is. Right, because you don't actually know. Your yeah. character's like, I don't know where that is. And you literally just go to your laptop and punch it in. Yeah. Well, the only thing that would have made it more realistic is if he whipped out his fucking cell phone and did it there. But the fact that he, you have to go to his laptop to do it. Like, fine. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Got it in one. It was an interesting time where, man, they actually got 
what like one of the reactions would be when looking something up like that while at the same time using their fake search engine yeah that so screamed like well we're not putting a real search engine in here so this guy is using uh search.exe and that's not talking about the uh just terrible voice acting from the guy who like you get a note from your wife who's been missing for over a year one personally I'm not believing that. It's actually her. It's just someone fucking with me. But also, like, at no point does he consider going to the police because the note says not to. Yeah, right. You know, like, kidnappers are never one to do. Yeah. Don't go to the cops. Yeah, why would they want you to go to the cops? Of course they fucking don't. Yeah, because the cops might actually stop them. (laughs) Weird. And then she, she gets this note, right? It slides from your, like, mail slot. In your front door. He doesn't, like, look outside. Yeah. I, if never... someone slips you a weird letter, you don't immediately, like, look outside? You don't open the fucking door? Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Doesn't even try. I mean, I guess I've never had that, but I feel like that would be my first reaction. I'm not picking it up. I'm opening the fucking door to see you just did that. Who knows? You'll never know. So, <laughs> you figure out where it is, you grab your keys, you get in the car, and it just teleports you to a place. Good. I'm kind of thankful for that because I really didn't want like a bad driving section. Yeah, I've had enough bad driving sections. You start to walk forward and he he tells you, musing to himself, ah, it must be off the beaten path as they basically just force you to go. That's one thing this game does. This game is incredibly linear. Which is weird that he would say that out loud um, because when you look it up, you get like uh, the mansion itself is in a state park. And you can see that it's off the main road. There's no, like, direct access to it. No shit. Like, you, you fucking knew that before you left, my man. <laughs> yeah. It, ugh. So you go through the, like, only path. It's not like you have to wander around a state park. There's literally just, like, g- turn, go through these rocks, go over this bridge, mansion. Yes. Which is also, like, a double-edged sword there. Like, it would have been creepier if they had some, like, weird Slenderman wood shit going on with, like, people in masks watching you, you know, to, like build tension and suspense which of course they don't they go for the safer path and uh, i kind of appreciate this that you just get there yeah like there's no fucking around no you just walk there cool you go through the massive gaping hole in like the south wall yeah seriously it's it's big enough that you can walk through without crouching and you wonder like because it's not a uh, wire fence it's a stone fence yeah and it's just got this massive hole in it's it. It's a big fucking stone wall that you just walk through, no problem. And, like, you immediately come to people patrolling the grounds. There's no way nobody knows that this isn't here and that they didn't bother putting anything up. Or there's nobody, like, stationed there to watch the fucking wall hole. Like, what the shit? <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, we need security. Well, what about the giant wall hole? Ignore it. It's fine. <laughs> no one's ever used that in years. <laughs> okay. So you sneak past these people and you, I can't remember if there's a note in the woods or if it was in the original note that said she would leave you more clues. Uh, There's an extra note when you get there. Because you then go to, you sneak past these people and then this little like little wooded part of the like maze out front, you find another note from her that says, everything's crazy i'll explain more later but you need to get inside put on this robe and mask so that they won't immediately uh catch you but you also need to find an invitation to get in the building yeah you're on your own there so you do that put on robe put on mask uh then you walk up to 
the like side entrance and you walk up and just take an invitation that's just laying there yep cool you then walk to the main gate again and here's your invitation walk inside okay so uh did you listen to anybody's conversation out on the ground absolutely not okay so i did because i I was curious uh, up front how much recorded dialogue there is just for ambient conversation and uh it's not a lot right um because everybody has the lines that only play the one time that you go up to it the uh three people that are standing there well everybody outside's talking about how the ceremony is going to begin at midnight and uh the mass are cool and you know it's going to get uh, sexy times up in this bitch and then there's another group of people talking about how where did the word lust come from and then he's talking about some fucking hp lovecraft fucking elder god bullshit where uh the name comes from uh lust god is where we get that word isn't it crazy how some of the words are similar but that's where we got it and like i stood there listening to for a couple minutes and i'm like this is fucking stupid it is stupid because that's not how that works at all but i mean that's an awful paraphrase paraphrased version of a conversation between three people and like my character just standing in the middle of them (laughs) because fuck subtlety yeah well, once you have the uh, secret mask, you can just be wherever. Yes. Yes, you can. Until you go inside and then you start opening things and people get pissed. Do they? I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you get inside. Uh, she tells you she's going to be in a white dress, blah, blah, blah. Uh, as soon as you get inside, I was like, it's investigation time. So I immediately just go up to like the nearest thing, open a drawer, lift the book out of the drawer. And they're like, we caught you. Game over. I was like, huh, that was weird. So then I go to the other direction. I open a cabinet and pull out like a teapot. And they're like, we caught you. Game over. I was like, dicks. That seems super weird to me. Because like, I've had a party. Like, you know, I've had house parties. And people are going to go through your shit. And usually it's innocent enough. We're like, oh, I wonder what's in here. Nobody's trying to steal shit. That's just what people do. Especially when you have a giant weird mansion. Especially when you have a giant fucking weird mansion. Of course, people are going to like open shit man but so then i i made it a point from then on out because they get pissed when you pick up the thing inside the cabinet but not when you open the cabinet oh sure so this is where the i opened every cabinet in the game came from was i would just walk by throwing all the cabinets open just staring people (laughs) down as i went just like you can't stop me oh so uh speaking of dicks once you walk inside i'd like to take a moment to talk about the uh, artwork that's around you sure because it's soon as you walk in probably i mean all of the artwork blends together for me yeah yeah uh so to anybody listening to this are you familiar with the works of hr geiger picture that are you picturing a dick sprouting out of a vagina that's the artwork here and all the variations you can imagine yeah it is i don't know i find it weird because it's not subtle at all and it's not interesting at all <laughs> no no, now I, I'm no art critic, although I do fancy myself a genitalia expert. <laughs> sure, <laughs> Which, sure. No, no, keep this going. We'll get to that later. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. Once you've seen one uh, dick growing out of a vagina, you've fucking seen them all, I guess, because, like, there's different variations of that. And, like, weird plays on it. And uh, some of it changes. We can talk about that shit when we get to the um, spoopy land, but... Sure. Like, it's all, like, kind of boring. There's a point where you come across this, like, uh, uh, nude, uh, what do you call it? Just a torso. I almost said bus, yeah. but it's more than that. So it's, like, just a torso of a naked man. 
torso of a naked woman and the sort of like larger woman fertility goddess looking thing, but it also has a penis. So does the other woman. Oh, does it? Both the women have penises. Well, the fertility goddess has two penises. The other woman has one penis and the guy statue doesn't have a penis. So you can assume that one has a vagina? Probably. But they're not. We'll get to that, too. Uh, I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> I mean, that's basically you go upstairs and like there you go into this one side room and then you see a woman in white who you assume is Amanda. So she goes down a side hallway and then a cultist is like, hey, the thing's going to begin soon. You should probably leave or head back downstairs or whatever she says. Yeah. So you follow Amanda and that's you turn down uh, the hallway and that's where you see these three statues because boo, weird sex stuff. I don't know, like uh, this one hilarious review I was reading about this game and it makes honestly signs that they treat like sex and genitals as like the jump scares of the game, which is just feels like a really childish way to deal with it. Like it at no point I'm like, ah, genitals. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I, I kind of get that. Yeah. Because you do. You turn the corner and there's those three statues and it's like lightning flash. And you're like, eh? Yeah. Okay. I don't I don't know what you want from me. Like, I've never seen someone with tits and a dick before. What the shit? <laughs> I've been on the internet. Yeah, right? <laughs> so you then go back to what is Amanda's room. But she's not there. But she left you a puzzle box that you solve and open. And then inside is another note from her that's like, something, something, pointless, something. Yeah, is it here when you turn around and she's just, like, behind the glass in the doorway? No. That comes later. Ah, okay. Uh, so you go back to the main entrance, and as you're going, uh, you walk into a room and it's all, like, weird purple. Like, tentacles and stuff. Yeah. And then as you, like, turn around the room, it all goes back to normal. You're like, what is going on? You get back to the main room and everyone's having sex. Right. So <laughs> I you if you can't hear the apprehension in my voice there, it's because it's the world's most boring orgy. It fucking is. Oh my god. Ride to Hell had way more sexier sex scenes than whatever the fuck is going on here because at least those cut off looking models look like they were having a good time. It's, it's so weird that like this whole, like, sex cult orgy thing, fine, right? You want to do a weird sex cult? Please do it okay, and they just don't. No, uh, it has uh, not what I consider when I think, uh, and it, in my head everything's cartoon, so just, like, cartoon orgy, which is, like, straight up uh, body pile, everybody's just, like, rising yeah. and getting weird with it. Instead, it's, you know, uh, twosomes, threesomes, foursomes, off on their own, spread around this room. Uh, there is an achievement for sticking around watching for 10 minutes, which really? I think is hilarious because there's not 10 minutes of shit to see in there. No, they don't move. Like They th do slowly and barely and without enthusiasm or joy. Yeah, like there will be a guy and a girl bent over in front of him and they're, you know, they're, their waists are connected. Not actually physically connected, but you get the idea. Ooh, hopefully that didn't fuck up too bad. Uh, and just... They're barely moving. Yeah. And because they have masks, they have no emotion because it's just flat faced. They're barely moving. They're not even like making sounds of joy. No, just lazy humps. They're just there slowly grinding their naked bodies against each other in a very unenthused way. And you'd think 
if you joined a sex cult, you would be into the sex cult life. But these people clearly are not. No, nor is anyone in the room. The only one that is, is uh, the guy watching, I think it's uh, a girl, a woman going down on another woman while he's in a chair masturbating. Yeah. And uh, let me tell you about my biggest issue here. I noticed out the gate. All of the, uh, because it's um, naked people. Everywhere. Uh, Dicks out, boys, right? Uh, But the penises are too high on on the models, and it's not a lot. It's just a little bit, and it drove me fucking crazy. It's not where Dicks is. Well, it's the uh, understanding that, like, the dick is at the very bottom of the person, Mm -hmm. right? But here, it's like dick, and then you see it, like, continue and then, like, slope under of the character model. Yeah, you know how, uh, let's just talking to the boys in the room here. You know how your taint's like 12 inches long? Yeah, no, it's not, like, it's it's too high. And um, the women are only topless. You can't see any female genitalia. Uh, no, they don't have any definition down there. No, they all have uh, panties on. And I, I guarantee it's because they modeled female genitalia and it looked wrong. Because none of them, like, the models, the character faces without the mask are just like... You can tell their faces. They don't look particularly well. Like, the masks, I think the masks look good. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're fucking masks. They yeah. move. They, you don't have to, right? Um, but, like, they, the people don't. And, like... You know how uh, all uncircumcised penises come to a point? Yeah. Yeah, Dagger right? penises. Because uh, that's, that's what just they're what, called. That's just what dicks look like. <laughs> like, and that was kind of fucking weird, too. Odd choice, but, you know. Why are they all so pointy? <laughs> Yeah, it is amazing how walking through what is supposed to be some orgyful, sexy times is one of the saddest moments of the game for me, because it's just depressing. Yeah, no one there is having a good time. And no one is having fun. Hold on, I think the lady on the uh, the one machine, there's got to be a name for those. Which one? It's like the, the Sibian, but you don't write it, right? It's just like the fucking dildo press. <laughs> it was the one using one in the beginning yes oh because i didn't notice them yeah. i noticed the one later that they like explicitly oh. call out basically no no reused asset and well because that has showed up three times it's actually in the room at the very beginning oh is it when you're the female character yeah it's in the room uh, when you walk up there if you look around before you get um yeah yep they're like look it's and it's so it's a uh, dildo on a piston. That's what it is. Yeah. And it's like steam powered because it's not. It is not steam powered. <laughs> no, but it's way more mechanical than it needs to That's be. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Are you sure it's ridiculous? The Victorian era sex toys. Just fucking crank that bitch. <laughs> because like they can design these things nowadays and they're way less weird as that thing was. Sure. Anyway. That's what it is. It's like some weird sloped chair and a dildo piston. Yeah. Great. <laughs> so you go and you walk past all these orgies into like a theater. Because mm-hmm. there's a theater there. And there's a dude in like the upper balcony where you walk in just like watching these people. And I tried to sit down just next to him and just hang out, but it wouldn't let me. Which was bullshit. But it wouldn't let you sit next to the naked dude? Yeah, I was just going to enjoy the show for a bit. Which, my favorite part about that guy in particular is him just sitting there with a flaccid penis. Like, he's not even, like, doing anything. He's just watching. He's just there. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he just happens to be nude in a chair. (laughs) Like, dude, is everything all right? I just 
want to talk to him make sure he's doing okay yeah right you okay did you join us for the right reasons because if you look in that room no one did because we could talk but no instead you see this weird portal on stage and go to investigate so you get up there and the people by the portal are like half eaten yeah they've got like uh, cuts and shit all over them and yeah so you jump through the vagina portal and i say this because the portal is shaped like a vagina it's vagina shaped like every single portal in this game get it it's not subtle at all so you go in and this is your first introduction to the other world lustga lustga it's the world of lust i guess yeah it's like if there was an elder god specifically about fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Which they give a name to. I didn't write it down. Did you? No. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, then we're not finding it because I'm not going to. No, I don't care. Enough to look it up. Like, uh, in fact, everyone's names in here. I don't have written the same way twice. I'm, I'm not entirely sure what anybody's name is. I think the guy that you play is his name, John. That feels right. And then uh, you said old girl's name is Amanda, which I think I might have Abigail, Andrew, Abernathy. I have, I have just a lot of shit written down. So, yeah, you, this is Lustga, and it is the realm of the Lust God, some, like, elder being of lust. It was, God, there's a some weird backstory if you really dig into it, but it's really stupid. Yeah, there are collectibles, which are just little lore bits around, if you want to search them out. Uh, I started to, and then I started reading them. Don't bother i didn't read any of them i collected some of them but they're always like this has been added to your story page and i was like i'm not gonna bother trying to find that it was like uh the first one in the mansion about like the guy something yelverton who like built the mansion and he built it for his fucking sex cult getaway and he's so close i'm like yeah nah, i'm good yeah uh, pass <laughs> i don't want any part of this so you travel through it i, I don't know if I want to stop now, do we want to stop now and talk about, like, this realm doesn't make sense to me. Because it doesn't make sense? Like, okay, it's supposed to be this, like, elder god's realm. Mm-hmm. And all about lust. Mm-hmm. Which in and of itself is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. That they're just, like, a god for boning. Because, like, Lovecraftian horror is all, which this game is quote-unquote inspired by is all about like cosmic level things that are unknowable and uncaring to the human condition yes which is why uh even contemplating it drives the person insane because they cannot handle the scope and the magnitude of it all yeah these these are beings from a dimension above ours that we don't even like recognize their existence and they don't really recognize ours other than barely ants on the floor right cthulhu doesn't think about humans because why would he yep so it's it's this god that cares way too much about people and their bone and habits but then like everything about is just weird and not like lustful at all so the god isn't actually about lust he's about weird trees that like pierce you yeah like there's a bunch of people who are like full of trees well they're not trees so much as dicks 
Yeah, well, because they're tentacles. They're not even, like, tentacles, though. They're, like, very clearly penises. And then there's way too much stuff that's almost technology in this realm. It really bothers me. What what got to me the most is, and it's not that, right? Because something lives there or whatever. I guess they need their weird floating platforms when you get Secret Mask later to, like, fucking walk over to. What bothered me is that this realm only exists to serve as secondary hallways for the fucking mansion. Oh, yeah. There's there's no realm here. It's literally like portal and then you're in a new part of the realm and you walk to the end and you go into another portal and there's no deviation. No. There might be a puzzle in between you and the next portal, but there are no side hallways. It's not like you can even explore. You can explore this realm less than you can explore the mansion, which is garbage. Um, But no, like... There's these very clear what appear to be like power conduits on the walls at times Mm -hmm. and all the doors and locks make weird mechanical sounds as well as an elevator you get at one point. Or like how sometimes (laughs) to open a door you basically just jam this rod down an open mouth. Mm -hmm. So it just it feels weird to me. Like, which is also just a stupid design for a door. Like, it's not like, easy. Like, why would you want something you just press instead of like a six foot thing you have to fucking slide into? And it's not like it goes slow. Like, you just fucking shove it in there, which I guess some people are probably into that. It's whatever. I guess. But no, it so it all feels very uh, technological. It doesn't feel like something an elder god would have because an elder god doesn't need to power their doors. Hold on, you don't know that. Like, what's the fucking, what's the technology of Relay? You don't fucking know. Back up. Would it, like, he's a god. Yes, but he's not the only being that lives there. But how can he just, like... Although you also can't assume that he lives there because you never see him. Well, yeah, you literally never see this god. But, like, I don't understand why. (laughs) It's it's just, it. to me, it felt like the assets were not designed for what they were trying to like it was hugely conflictory for me to be like yeah this is the realm of lust i was like this is some weird alien spaceship that is really what it felt like and that made more sense to me so that's what i went with headcanon for the rest of the game that checks out way fucking more that lust guy is actually a spaceship and aliens were here to experiment on people and they were just into it yeah well because some people would be you tell me, if aliens showed up right now and we're like, hey, we want to experiment on some people, there wouldn't be at least some people who volunteered. There, no, no, I, you're right, because there's literally nothing out there. Somebody on this planet doesn't want to fuck. Yeah. Nothing. On that note, so you get through <laughs> this first stage, and that's where you, you come out in a room and uh, Amanda's on the other side of the glass. Ah, okay. And you're like, I just ran through the fucking craziest place and she's like yeah it's fine whatever calm down so here she reveals you're like why can't we leave and she's like hang on let me tell you i had a baby and you're like you had a what so this is clearly it's been uh as you said probably about a year yeah because she doesn't tell you she had a she was pregnant when she was kidnapped which she didn't know which she didn't know or you know so you didn't know before it happened and then she had the baby here in the sex mansion. And so she needs to protect him, even though she never sees him. 
because he's been quarantined in the crown room from uh, Willard. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So we're going to go with Willard. William Sonoma. So Willard is keeping the baby and she needs to get the baby so that we can all leave together. Mm -hmm. Great. Which makes perfect sense why even if she did escape enough to slip a note under, she wants to go back for her baby. Yeah. Like, okay. And another part in this game where uh, the voice acting doesn't really convey it, but you can tell what they were going for and they could have done it better. The instant conflict that uh, John has right here. Because he's like, wait, I'm a father. This is all really weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the voice is terrible for all of this. Yeah. Like, at conveying anything resembling a proper human emotion, like how you might... Re- it, it's all weird. So you proceed to... You do something to unlock another door. Uh, I don't remember what it is. Uh, you go up to uh, William's office. Oh, no. You come back downstairs, go through a portal, end up in the crown room. Yeah. Uh, in the crown room, you find uh, a picture of the baby who's got a... Oh, sorry. Who's got a cleft lip. Yep. Uh, John automatically makes some comment about what the fuck did they do to the baby. Like, that's not a thing that some babies are born with. Like, I don't yeah. Know. Well, okay. I want to I wanna back up real quick because this is important that I said this out basically out loud to myself when this happened when she is like no no we have to stay for the baby and my initial reaction was ah the baby isn't yours and she's evil because that it like the game up until this point is so rote and boring yep that i'm thinking of what twists they can pull and that's it yeah so you go you get uh, also in the baby's room. You find a like thing that has a set of keys on yes. it. Uh, musical notes. Yeah. So you go back to Willard's office and you play his piano, and a secret wall opens up. You go through the secret wall, and there's these weird contraptions, and there's a note, and it's like abortion performed date. Yeah, I killed that baby. It's straight up is like that, too. It's not like it is well, just like because he shows up right here. Yeah. As he's reading the note and he goes, yeah, I scraped out that baby and all of her memories of you. Yeah. Like, Replace uh, them with my own. Which like it's it was a super weird thing that, yeah, like you could tell soon as like, oh, you're a father. Mm, no, you're not. That uh, that baby wasn't going to be his. And like he wrestles with the idea briefly decides that whatever it's our baby let's get it but fine and then snap of the fingers is immediately over it oh Uh, yeah it ain't mine fuck that but then like his goal is no longer to escape right so it still is here is it yes because he goes pretty quickly into baby murder yeah (laughs) he's very quickly like ah willard fuck that guy i'm gonna kill him and his baby now, uh, it's also here when you see Willard. Man, I hope that's his name. I mean, I don't really care if it's not, but uh, where he is standing there in his weird deer mask with the antlers, and uh, he is completely naked, only his front is all, like, deep cuts, and he has no junk because it's cut off. Yeah, it looks like someone split him, uh, like, up the middle, starting at the bottom, and just, like, up to about his rib cage. And then just, like, sutured him back together. 
Yeah, like, uh, oh my god. Uh, almost like autopsy marks. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Because uh, then he... What does he do? Because he, he... He throws you into a portal to Lustga. Yeah, because he's like, you're gonna die in Lustga. Yeah. Blech. And that's where you find the weird uh, spider mask. Sure. Which lets you see through the, like, secret pathways... So if you wore too long, drove you mad, and yeah. it decided it was game over. It's a mask that lets you see hidden passages and, like, secret bridges. But if you wear it too long, you, the game ends. Like, so then you just reload right back in. Now, also, they're, like, wear it too long is, like, uh, two minutes. Like, it's a decent amount of time, and you don't need to wear it that long. Yeah, it's a weird mechanic to even have in the game. Uh, yeah. Almost like it's uh, useless, and there's no reason for it to be there. Yeah, it's almost like they looked at survival horror games and uh, so many of them have like the flashlight that goes out that you have to recharge or you need to find like matches to keep lighting your lantern. And they're like, we need a mechanic like that. So they just slammed it in there uh, without any, you know, thought as to how it actually impacts their gameplay. Or they were just trying to lean into that Lovecraftian madness and the only way that they can conceivably do it was to add this weird mask that you only barely need like two times. Yeah, so whatever they were going for, it failed miserably. Anyway, <laughs> you proceed through, and there's, like, maybe a puzzle. Like, the puzzles in this game are trash. Yeah, they're all... Uh, well, there was one. The uh, the door, it was, like, a big circle you had to spin with a smaller circle, and then, like, three other smaller circles, and you just had to, like, line it up. Yeah. I, it's not a very interesting puzzle, but I like that one. It was by far the best puzzle in the game. I personally enjoyed the uh, lockbox, which I skipped. It was a while back. Uh, you get trapped in a closet, and uh, there's a lockbox, and you you have to put in the right number combination. Oh, yeah, and you get to guess unless you uh, just look at the other side. It's just written on the back of the box. Yeah. You just turn it over, and it, it's like 413, and then you just... Such good puzzles. <laughs> it's not like there was any hints or anything. It's not like you had to figure something out. or No, it's just written on the back of the box. Yeah. Choice. Uh, you get out of Lustga. You proceed to... Ah, uh, when he throws you in there, he takes your robe and mask, so you have to sneak around from the cultos. Yes. So, uh, the... But much like the baby being yours, this doesn't last long. Nope, you sneak, well, you come out, and there's, like, two people to there talking about how they're gonna book, because Willard's fucking got lost it. Yeah, people are dying, he's fucking crazy, they need to leave. Yeah, which, they're right, like, people are just dying yeah. all over the place. And so they leave, and then you proceed through, like, a door, there's the, like, courtyard, right, where there's, like, two guards, and then in the middle, there's a woman sitting on a weird tongue machine, yeah. It's like a bunch oh, of Was that what it was? Because oh. she was sitting, uh, it was like, um, geez, I want to say Vitrola, a record player. And if she was sitting on some weird tongue thing, I wasn't paying any attention to that. Yeah, it's like a bunch of tongues on a wheel that you would spin round and round. How weird. Yeah. How do you keep, I have questions, it's not important, please continue. Yeah, so you literally just like walk forward, walk, turn, go around the guards, and then into the next room, and then there's just a... Dude who got brutally murdered and you just take his mask. Yep. That's it. That's it. You're back to being stealthed again. So, it, it, again, it doesn't matter. No one even, like, there's not unique masks, I guess, so that people can't be like, dude, do what? You steal that mask? Nah, it's just whatever. 
Yeah, you're not Jim. Everyone's in masks all the time. Yeah, it's whatever. You then... Or she gets crazy. Sometimes you swap, swap masks. Yeah. You are walking through the whole area. I think Willard threatens you again. Yeah. Uh, he, as you're walking along, Willard spots you. He's like, oh, you made it out. Shit talk, shit talk. You take off running. You hear a commotion outside. All the people in the courtyard are suddenly dead. Yeah. And you uh, run, I guess, your way to a hallway as Willard, um, Friday the 13th, slowly walks after you. Really slowly. In a super menacing. And he doesn't, like, suddenly teleport behind you or anything. He's just incredibly fucking slow. Yeah. You don't even have to sprint, I'm pretty sure. No. You can just walk. Because you... Uh, eventually make your way down the only hallway you can go down. You can't go through any of the doors because they're all locked and there's an elevator and you just get to the elevator and close the door and leave. And if you were me, he was just like rounding that corner by the time the elevator was moving. Like it wasn't even fucking close. Yeah. He's barely in frame by the time you're already out. Yeah. Which I really don't understand why you couldn't just leave then. Cause clearly you're an Olympic sprinter. <laughs> These people are not. Or like he is not motivated enough to actually catch you. Like he doesn't care. Yeah. Find old girl. Get the fuck out. You, is this where you go into Lustga intentionally for some reason? Because you're like running away from him? Yes. And then you start to, you find another mask. It's uh, another weird mask that makes the enemies not attack you. Right. We didn't even talk about the uh, tits out agony demon ladies. Yeah. So it's, um, imagine just like a nude character model. Because she doesn't really have much definition. I mean, she's got tits, but they're not, like, tits. They're just, like, white orbs on her chest. I thought she had nipples. It doesn't matter because, like, the, the way that she's colored, that's really all you see. Yeah. And then she's got, like, spike arms. Yeah. They come out in sort of, like, um, out straight and kind of like an ice pick shape. Yeah. So you put on this mask and they don't, like, chase you anymore. Not to be fair. Again, they can't catch you because you sprint like the fucking devil. You are the wind. Yeah. And uh, Lost God is an enclosed place. It doesn't know what wind is, so they they don't know what the fuck to do with you. They're like, ah, we're going to get you. And you're just like, no. They're like, I don't know what's happening. Holy shit, where'd he go? So you get that mask, and then you proceed through more of Lost God. And you go come across this room that's got a bunch of people in it, and they're like melded into things now. Yeah, this is where you get a taste... And, like, this is the only spot that it shows up in the game where it starts to get into some, like, Cronenberg body horror shit. Or, yeah, it's, like, people fucking and then some, like, uh, weird fuck demon things. And, like, some of the people are, like, split Hellraiser style. And, like, they look like they're having a better time than the orgy before. And then, yeah, like, you've got people where they're, like, grinding into each other so much they're becoming one, like, fleshy shape. Yeah, and then... Again, and this continues the theme of it felt weird and alien to me and not weird and, like, godly to me. There were people in, like, machines. Yeah. That's what I didn't get. Yeah. Like, there were just, like, full, like, oxygen mask, like, medical machine and then, like, weird tubes in them. Like, it was the Matrix. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like, they've got bits over their junk. Uh, Yeah, like, stuff over their nips and then, like, stuff over their face completely and they're just, like, hanging there. Yeah. What? I'm like, I don't... Does does this god use people to power the dimension of lust? What is happening? Maybe the lore explains it, but I doubt it. Man, it's not worth looking into, even if it did. It's really not. So you go through, 
and eventually you find the baby room. Because you know it's the baby because it's got the same uh, cleft lip. Yeah, uh, only when you see the baby now, it looks less like a baby with a uh, cleft lip, which is totally normal. Now it looks like a weird little demon baby with, like, fucked up goat legs, a tail, and, like, its face is all scarred up, and it's got little horns. Oh, I mean, because it still has a cleft lip, but then it's got, yeah, a, a very noticeable tail and all sorts of weird shit. Yeah, and, like, it's, like, split in, like, its eyebrow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then Willard shows up, and is he's like, ah, you're very quick to murder babies. And, like, your character is basically like, yeah. Yeah, as soon as you walk in, oh, shit, that baby. I'm gonna kill it. <laughs> Which, I don't know, it still seems weird, but then, like, he can't even follow through with it. Yeah, it's a quick jump to infanticide, which is fucking lets you down. Yeah, because you don't even get to kill the fucking baby. Like, I don't... I don't get why you would have the character immediately jump to that. And then just, like, now nah, that's a step too far. Right. In a game that opens with a rape scene, if you wanted to go for shock value, why isn't it, like... Um, you have a scene where you're holding the baby and you just like dash its head on a rock or somewhere. And like, they go for super graphic to be disturbing because it's never actually super graphic and disturbing it, which is so like, I don't know what's supposed to be horror about this game. Uh, the introspective thing about lust and it's not, no, nor do they get into that at all. They don't. And so it's just there. They're just like shaking bits and like, ha ha fucking blah. So, yeah, Willard talks about, oh, man, you're really going to kill a baby. And the like the, it gives you control of your character again and it pops up. Your next step of your thing is defeat Willard. Right. That's what it tells you you have to do. My instinct. And the first thing I tried to do was grab that baby. <laughs> I absolutely did the same thing. Right. Because <laughs> this dude is like, I'm going to kill you. And there, you, between you and him, but much closer to you, is this child of his. And you're like, ah, I can either use the baby as a shield or a bargaining chip or a weapon. Because it's got a, a tail, so you can mace that baby right up. <laughs> Just like. That tail's in the horn. Whip that shit. <laughs> baby Morningstar, right? So. I run up to the crib and it's like, nope, you can't interact with this. And Willard comes and knocks me out. And I'm like, oh, okay. What'd you do next? Because right after that, I just rushed Willis. I'm like, all right, <laughs> well, let's go. Next. So when it reloaded, I was like, great. The game just wants me to run. So I did. And then so you come to this like giant pit and you throw on the super mask and it shows you a, uh, one of the hidden bridges. And I'm like, man. If I had just grabbed that baby, I could have thrown it in this fucking pit. <laughs> baby don't have a secret mask. <laughs> Bye, baby. All right, Willard, you get to choose baby in a pit or me. Which one's more important to you? Still no. So you cross this pit. You open a door. It's got the crazy, shrieky ladies in it. Uh, if you have the mask, they won't attack you. If you're fast enough, they also don't attack you. Yeah. Because I didn't bother putting the mask on. I didn't either. In fact, I didn't even notice them. Yeah. Because you slap that and then you turn and you start going the other way. And as Willard comes around the corner to get you, they come out of the room and murder him. Oh, no. There's like three other rooms. That's like where you end up finally. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. So they, yeah, the these weird sex demon women end up murdering willard and then you take an elevator out of there 
Which I didn't understand, because he's going on about how he's like the fucking priest of Lost or some shit. Yeah, he's like their messiah or something, and then uh, they just murder him. Yeah, until the, uh, what you can only assume are the native inhabitants of this place see him and then just dust that bitch. Like, what the fuck? Well, it's because he was tampering with powers he didn't understand. What was he, though? I don't know. I don't know anything <laughs> Honestly, about this game. I, I don't know that he was. <laughs> Blah! <laughs> All right, so you get back. And Amanda's like, what happened? You're like, Willard's fucking dead. She's like, the baby? You're like, also fucking dead. But not like that, but more like, uh, he he died. Even though he didn't. Yeah. But, you know, you're sparing her the trauma of demon baby. Sure. I guess. Well, I, he isn't going to take care of that fucking demon baby. Yeah. Also, if she wants the demon baby, she has to go into the fucking Hellraiser realm. So, uh, we're not doing that. Yeah, except that uh, Leviathan was actually there, and uh, <laughs> not some weird, I don't know, idea of lust in Lustka. Oh, you mean the fact that at this point, I feel like your character could basically just walk through there unimpeded? Pretty fucking much, yeah. Yeah, you're like, well, uh, this is like second home to me. <laughs> so, uh, it then skips two years later? Two years later. Two years later. Uh, you're back at home. Uh, which is an interesting choice. Right, I don't know their lives. Mm-hmm. But if this happened to me, I would move. You'd pretty much have to. I don't know how I could feel safe and secure still living in the same house I was abducted near and the same town where all of this went down. Yep. Like, that's now, serious trauma. It's important to note, on the way out, uh, Amanda and John burn the mansion down. Well, like, she burns the mansion yes. down. Uh, she knocks escaping. over some candles and there's fire. And they make it a point to say that the police couldn't find any evidence of anything and, like, they didn't find any bodies. Yeah. Because magic. Yeah. Woo! So, you are in your home now. Which is also fucking weird because, like, there were the cultists that were there that fucking left. So, like, they know some weird shit was happening. Yeah. Like, there's people who didn't die at this thing. Like, they left before you. Yeah. There's also, like... Unless you somehow opened a portal to Lustga when you burned down the thing, there's a lot of people who are just murdered in and around the mansion. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever burned down a mansion, but it doesn't burn the entire mansion down to dust. They would find so many corpses. Yeah, there would be a lot of um, mansion left. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, still too much thought being put into this game. I mean, you could say that about, like, just a regular fucking house fire. It isn't like once you catch that bitch on fire, it's all dust that it goes away. There's nothing but, like, the patch of grass or a patch of dirt where the house used to be. It's <laughs> like there's still quite a bit. Yeah. In fact, people find, like, you know, unburned things still in their house. Despite uh-huh. the fact the whole house was basically on fire <laughs> because that's how fires work. And when you upscale it to the size of a mansion and you have people who were dead in a courtyard in the middle of the mansion, you have to remember that the courtyard is literally just grass and stone. And I'm not sure why their bodies would have burned, but more on that later. <laughs> I'm lying. I'm never coming back to this subject. Uh, two years later, the house is clean because uh, you've got a woman in your life again. Uh, don't read into that at all. Huh. <laughs> he, he's like, I don't know. You're just around. I don't know what triggers this whole final sequence because I was wandering around the house for a while. That's just it. Like, I think it's, um, she leaves you a note as soon as you pick that up. That's what kicks it off. Yeah. I didn't find it for a while. Yeah. Cause it, it took me a couple minutes, but 
I went and double checked the fridge because previously there were a bunch of takeout boxes and alcohol in the fridge. You know what's in the fridge now? Just takeout boxes? Literally nothing. Oh. Which made it feel even weirder. So uh, upstairs, there was a room with a crib in it, yeah. um, which you because John didn't know she was pregnant before, you could just assume that they were planning on having a baby. Yeah. Uh, there's actually a baby in it now. As you look around the house the first time, Amanda's nowhere to be found. You find a note. It says, hey, babe, something. don't worry about a thing. I can't wait for our date. Yeah. Just follow the roses. It's not roses, but just follow the trail. Yeah. It's a bunch of little, like, teacup candles. Which, I don't know if this happened for you, uh, but because I had started following it before they all spawned in, they just magically showed up. So, like, out the gate, like, uh, because, you know, you could feel the twist ending coming. But, like, even that, like, even if I didn't know something was up, like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, like, not to say I'm super not surprised, but I'm basically the opposite of surprised at this point when you get up to your bedroom and there's a vagina portal on the ceiling and she's on your bed and she's like, Willard was right. Let's fuck. Yeah, as, like, her inside starts to get, like, this weird split look and... The fucking... Yeah, she's got the weird, like, slice marks that, like, Willard had. Yeah. And then... Oh, I mean, I guess I skipped the whole, like, Willard's fucking V for Vendetta speech. I When you go to rescue Amanda, because she's back in her cage in the basement, and he shows up again, and you're like, Whoa, you died in the other world! And he's like, Yeah, but I'm not gonna die everywhere, but I will... But what I leave behind it is an idea, and ideas are forever. And then he slits his own throat. Yeah. Sure, whatever, dude. Ideas yeah. are forever. And then you escape. And then, yeah. And then, yeah. And then, yeah, her will was right. Let's fuck. And then it just literally, that's, bam, cut to credits. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that is a horrible way to end that. That was fucking stupid. Yeah, because it's like, the way she says it, too, is like that. Yep. And it's like, I don't... <laughs> Some horrible, cheesy one-liner, but... An unearned one at that. Yeah. And again, it reinforces this idea that, like... Oh, because I also skipped after uh, Willard says he leaves behind an idea and kills himself. And then you rescue her. She sobbingly tells you how much she enjoyed it and she loved being there. Yeah. And that she wasn't kidnapped. She really loves this place and all the weird sex dungeon stuff. No, no, she was kidnapped. Yeah. But... Uh, she starts crying about how much she liked it. Uh, dear God, help me! I liked it. Like all the stuff they did to people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, this game was really uncomfortable. That's uh, that's a woman I want to put a baby in. Yeah, I um, I mean, oh God, I do like him crazy though. <laughs> the game's boring. Holy shit! I didn't even think of that. Like, what kind of fucked up controlling shit is that? Where, eh, whatever. What? No. Go. What you, you can't. Get pregnant to try and save your relationship. <laughs> because, uh, she got issues. You can't just, like, a baby ain't gonna fix that. Yeah, again, there's no, like, addressing her trauma as trauma. No. It just skips right over that idea. Yep. <laughs> it does. It, so it's everything about the game feels unearned and gross. And I hate it. Yeah. Before we get into the... Uh, recommendations, I guess. Um, I want to talk about some of the influences. Uh, well, let me go over the music because I'm sure you don't have anything to say about it. They go for 
uh let's say generic ass horror uh like uh, violin strings try and like build tension in the spoof spots it's not it works for what they're going for but it isn't done com- like terribly well and like that's not it's kind of difficult to say that about like atmospheric music because like i you can tell what it is that they're going for and it isn't that it doesn't do that it's just not the scene that it's playing under doesn't warrant it so the music isn't affecting at all. Yeah, uh, in a hilarious surprise, I actually did have the music on for this one. I actually, like, basically ended up listening to the whole thing. Uh, mainly because I cranked it out in, like, an hour and a half. Yeah, this is not a long game. So it, it didn't give me the opportunity to get really bored or annoyed with the sounds. Because it was just over by the time I was. But the music, yeah, it didn't do anything uh, for me. Not in that, like, it was inherently bad, but just... Again, they did the, like, is it a violin? The, like, shock yeah. sound when you, again, turn that corner and there's three naked body statues and, like, a flash of light. And I'm like, and that's what you're going with? Yeah. Like, I'm not spooked. Why would you do that? Yeah. But anyway, you you can see uh, their, like, Lovecraftian influences out the gate. And we've talked a little bit about how uh, that is. Um there's the like artwork which is absolutely derived from or inspired by not derived yes inspired uh, inspired by uh hr geiger uh they list on the steam page their uh one of their influence being a polish artist by the name of beksinski whose first name i can't say i get that um and like i didn't really notice it at first uh, just like looking over this guy's art and like if you've never heard of him you should check it out like his art's really cool if you're into that sort of uh unsettling kind of creepy some of them are really pretty but they're kind of off but the like uh, a lot of his stuff has like the weird like uh, almost vine sort of tentacle things yeah there's a lot of like bones where there should be flesh yep you know uh some of the like heads that he does are like elongated and weird which matches some of the stuff that you find in lust so like i can see the inspiration in the art for them from him uh to me though it felt more like eh, i don't know they drew inspiration from stuff like uh well like lovecraft more like clive barker like because it this whole thing really made me feel more uh like crimson gospels uh, Scarlet Gospels? Jesus, what is it? I don't know. I fucking know it. And then I derbed. Yeah, no, no it, it is the Scarlet Gospels. Sure. The books that Hellraiser's based on. Oh, okay. Um, And, like, I guess I can't say I've gone through all of those, but, like, uh, the first Hellraiser movie, certainly, mm-hmm. uh, will depict something I can actually speak to. Where he goes on about this, um, like, you know pleasure and pain being the same thing come to our weird hell dimension you deserve this and it's kind of what they have going on here with like the cultists like this is what they want and then uh, when they get there they don't want it (laughs) this is what you wanted this is what you signed up for but that's background shit it's there if you're searching for it and instead you get this weird story about uh willard and then sex demon baby would that be an incubus because it's a boy i don't know but yeah as you said it's like None of these ideas feel new or interesting, which is fine. Again, uh, as people have said, there are no new ideas. Like, you just kind of build off of other stuff. And 
but they do it really poorly. Yeah, uh, you and I were talking um, off camera, as you want to say, about like stuff they could have done to make the story better. Like leading into Amanda, you're not sure if she's into it or like she's not. Like maybe she's just playing your role like John. If they leaned into like more of the Lovecraftian madness, like maybe the things he's seeing aren't really there. And like if they left it up in the air more. Yeah, or yeah, had him actually just like lose it and punch a baby to death like if he just cracks yeah by the end of the game because honestly that would make sense i don't know if you've ever ran through other dimensions to like escape for your life but like this man has been through some crazy shit too yeah like okay so like if the game would have ended there where he murdered a baby but it would have turned out that um it wasn't some weird sex cult like, it was just this weird fantasy that he had in his head because he was unhinged after his wife left and left him for this fucking rich guy. And then he just shows up and murders their fucking baby. That would have been a much better game. That would have been dark and really fucked up. Yeah. But you could have spun that into, well, I mean, you could spin this into a better story. But I think that would have made for a better story than what they have going on here. Especially with that, Willard was right, let's fuck ending. God, I hated that ending so bad, especially because I called it and that just pissed me off even more because <laughs> I was like, man, you couldn't even like do something like you. You clearly were just like, we have to end on a twist. We can't just let it end. It can't be a normal happy ending because it's a horror game, which I don't get. Like you can end a horror game on a positive note you as can. long as the game is actually a horror game up to that point. Look, you, if uh, you're you have a horror game and the survivors make it out. Is that not a happy ending? I mean, I don't know what the fuck more you want. Yeah. I, it's a thing I've seen plenty in uh, movies and where like, you know, they think they've won. And then at the end, like the thing like turns and looks at the camera, Yep, that kind of shit. And, and I hate somewhere. it. Yeah. It's so dumb, but you got to set up the sequels. Like just, just don't. Uh, except for the ones where there's just one and done is, I mean, that almost never happens, but so yeah, it. I don't know. It's a thing that I think is, has become super prevalent of this. Like ah, but on the ending shot, we need the bad guy to still be around so that people are, I guess, spooked. But it's it's not. Like I'm not spooked of some weird sex cult summoning an imaginary god to come. I don't know, fill us with trees and stuff. Yeah, I I, I know for a fact. There's weird sex cults out there now. Great. I'm not losing any sleep over that. If whatever if, uh, one or more people over uh, consenting adults want to do to themselves or with each other is their own fucking business. I don't give a shit if they want to wear masks or not. Whatever. Y'all be safe. Have fun. I had a point that I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's not like it, making you scared. Right. That's it. It's, it's not fucking scary. No, none of this is scary because like that is not scary. And but that's like what the game treats as scary because the game doesn't actually have really almost any jump scares. It has like one with one of the monsters in Lustka. The rest of it is like a crazy sex cult nudity. I mean, there's a couple with uh, Willard. Yeah, I guess. And because that's that's really it. It's just like him skulking around. So, like, if I'm supposed to find the atmosphere of mansion sex cult really unnerving, I I don't. Like, it's not my scene, 
but I don't care. I'm good for recommendations. Yeah, I'm I'm good done talking about this game. All right. Uh, overall, uh, I didn't fucking like it. Uh, it's, it's not good. No, no part of it. Uh, I would say uh, I I can't recommend this game to anybody. Like I don't particularly want to record it, just because if people haven't heard of this game, I I still think that they shouldn't. Right. Like I I don't want to give it that fucking advertisement. But here we are. Uh, dude, fuck, save your time or like use your time better. Watch Hellraiser. Watch Alien. If you want to watch some, like, weird dick monster, right? Because fucking all the alien shit is all designed by Geiger. Oh, yeah. Um, you want something a little sexier? Uh, if you're all right with me saying that you told me about it. Sure, go okay. for it. Okay. Um, because you had said that this reminded you of The Invitation, which is a comic by In Case. Yeah. If you're into weird things, trust me, it's weird. It is weird. And it, like, it covers the same concept of a lust god demon encroaching into our world yes but one it's in my own weird opinion is way like leans way more into the sex nature of it yes yes it absolutely does uh and does that way better and then it like actually kind of sets up the like how it fucks up people's lives yeah well that's just it it does (laughs) And then, like, you get from the narrator's perspective, uh, like, the opening, it's him writing a letter to his fiance about how he's sorry he can't be with her because he's got he's got to figure this out. He's got to go down this path. And then he does. And it turns him into this weird uh, boob demon, although he still has a penis. And then, like, it's just him and the sex god fucking. And then he gets a hold of her and, like, they bring her into it. And then, like, they swap genders yeah and it it gets fucking weird but like there's a point where she's like this isn't okay i'm out and then she's out yeah they let her go they do no questions asked she's done it's fine and then she comes back later and i don't don't want to ruin the ending for you like if that's your sort of thing i that is much better written oh yeah which is funny because you realize that this that was written by uh, literally just some dude like who does porn for his job like that's just a hentai artist doing stuff. Also, like, because uh, I was checking out some of their other work. Like, there's fucking, there's amazing artists. Like, their shit's done really well. That, that's kind of part of my issue is that I love his art. I fucking get that. Is it a dude? I think so. Yeah. But, yeah. I was like, a hell of an artist. Yeah. They do a real good job of, like, not being, like, it's weird and out there, but not being, like, so out there that it doesn't feel still like human. Yeah. Which uh, a lot of people miss when they're drawing big old anime titties. And yeah. They're like, yeah. yeah, this person's that's normal. And you're like, that's not even close to a person. Well, like, yeah, even for the like uh, gender bending uh, and like even the like sex God, like whatever they have going on, it's yeah uh, drawn. Well, you you like that's I, I guess what you would assume what all that looks like coming together. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, uh, it's... But, but, all of those, all of those, fucking Hellraiser, Alien, uh, Dudes, uh, comics, tell a better story, and none of them involve rape, which I shouldn't have to fucking qualify. Yeah, that's the big thing, is that all of these are done better, and they also don't have this extreme protruding issue of just, like, kind of skipping over rape. So don't, don't support these people. Don't give them money. Don't support them ever again. 
Like this, it's not not okay. Don't don't do this. That's uh, what I'm curious about for their next game, uh, which was kickstarted. Like they got the money they're making. I don't know if it's a a sequel or a spiritual sequel. I know it's the same kind of game because yeah. it looks uh, the exact same. What they're gonna do with that? And I I don't care. I'm not going to play. Oh it. no, I'm I'm not. I'm not going to. That's, I'm like not I. It. The person who suggested this, it's fine that you suggested this. Even if you suggest that next one, I'm not playing it. Right here, right now, put a pin in it. I, I'm done. I don't need more of that in my life. Uh, although I'm never going to check it out, I am curious if they attempt to do the same shock value opening. It wouldn't surprise me. No, no, right. me either. And again, it isn't that I found it shocking, it's just gross. Yeah. <sighs> Blech. Well, that gross shit is out of the way the fuck do we do now now that we're done with gross shit we answer uh, letters from listeners listeners like you please no more gross shit <laughs> just just reel back a little bit so uh, <laughs> we got a letter here hey, we yeah. actually got letters so a uh, reminder if you have any questions comments concerns anything you want us to discuss on the podcast you can email the bad at gmail.com and uh, we read them out so like this one that says dear jake jason and Elsa? Question mark. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. She's gonna be on more often, but still not all the time. The voice in the box needs some work. Uh, so, in the Sonic Forces episode, <laughs> Jason mentioned the Waluigi running Mario Kart mod, and thank you for sharing that with the world. What are some of your other favorite mods in video games? Indubitably, Red Dead Buckethead. Red Dead Buckethead. So, uh, oh, in- stop. Stop. I'm going to go first because okay. I have much less to say about this. <laughs> All right. So we're going to push this over to Jake and then I'll talk for like the next half hour. It's fine. Because uh, it wasn't until the last couple years I really got into PC gaming. So most of the modding scene has been beyond me with the exception of like uh, save or hex editors. Right. Most mods that I use nowadays are just quality of life shit. Uh, so like Monster Hunter, there's the shop mod. There's a couple things for, like, Risk of Rain we were playing on stream where, like, the uh, choose an item out of a box instead of the random roll. Although, uh, that one more so than others, there's the item share mod, which changes the way that you play that game with multiple people. And it's uh, it's really good. And it's balanced, which is neat, uh, because I was hoping it was going to break the game, because that's what I wanted, just, like, absolute fucking pandemonium. But that's not what it does. It's, it's fun, and it's interesting, and it provides a different challenge. Um, but my favorite mod, and this is dumb as hell, but I think it's hilarious, uh, the Dark Souls Thanks Obama mod, because that fucking cracks me up every time. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so modding for me, uh, I've been playing on a PC my entire life. For the longest time, uh, as a kid growing up, because we all shared a PC, I didn't mod stuff. Uh, I had heard whispers of them on the wind, but because when you're sharing a computer with your whole family and most of your family plays video games, you don't want to go tinkering around in a game and then mess everything up. Sure. Modding for me really kind of took off uh, in 2009. Minecraft came out. Uh, I bought Minecraft in alpha and the modding community of Minecraft is fucking big. Uh, It did a lot to the game to really keep its momentum going. Uh, and then in 2011, Skyrim came out, and then, well, Skyrim had a lot of mods as well. So that's... <laughs> Weird. Yeah, from that point is really where uh, I have started to look into mods pretty regularly with games that I play. Um, 
if you've watched any of my streams, you know that for the past, I don't even know, six months, eight months? Yeah. I've been playing modded versions of Might and Magic games, uh, six, seven, and eight. And so that's like, I've been playing these and these have been overhaul mods. So really mods for me kind of tend to fit into three categories. You have uh, actual gameplay mods, which change or edit the actual gameplay, which these overhaul mods are extensions that they're big versions of that. Uh, You have quality of life mods, little things, you know, stuff to speed up your inventory management, that kind of thing, you know. Oh, cool. There's a place that has shops, but like each different shopkeeper only sells one item. And this puts all of the items in each of the shopkeepers inventory, because why would you want to go talk to seven people? Small quality of life things that can speed a game up that are super nice. And then uh, other. And I have to say other because other is things like uh, dragons and Skyrim make the Macho Man Randy Savage sound. Oh, God, that one's so good. Or are Thomas the Tank Engine flying across the sky. You can install both of those, by the way, just in case you needed Thomas the Tank Engine just oh-yang you across the sky. <laughs> I didn't know that I needed that. <laughs> uh, but so, like, the ridiculous ones like that, those are kind of fun. I tend not to install those very often because they're ridiculous. Um, I'm not really looking for that in most of my mods. Uh, the quality of life stuff I'll often pick up if it's around. Uh, in terms of Monster Hunter, the one I consider the most was the Souvenir Light mod, is what it was called. Yeah. It created a light pillar on Monster Drops. That was so nice. Like, they added it in Iceborne, kind of. Kind of. But the original mod, it was, just, it was something that, like, when you started playing with it, you were like, man, this should just be how the game is. And then the big changes, obviously, uh, we were playing Borderlands 2. What did they call it? Uh, the big overhaul mod for oh, that. Oh, shit, yeah. Reborn? That sounds right. So yeah. there's mods like that that I've played, and uh, I've enjoyed a lot of them. I actually really enjoyed the Might and Magic 6 one, the Chaos Conspiracy. Would recommend if you like that really like old RPG Might and Magic style game. Uh, as far as, like, favorites i can't really say too much like because i mod a lot of my games now it just kind of comes with the territory you know you're talking about uh skyrim reminded me my left 4 dead 2 because i've just like swapped out so many of the models yeah like it's all like fucking anime girls and random teletubbies and dinosaurs and shit (laughs) like it's fucking chaos at this point yeah and so you know i think mods allow people to play more how they want you know you can have mods like that that make the game silly and some people like that i guess i said it's personally not for me uh a lot of the quality of life stuff man oh man you don't think about it and then you install them and then like you go and play a fresh install and you're like oh oh no yeah and then some of the stuff that changes the game uh there's a new vegas mod i was playing recently that uh, gives you an additional perk every time you level up instead of every other level. And then it added like 50 to 100 perks into the game. Yeah. And I was really enjoying that because, I don't know, it lets you do some kind of weird things. And if you're not trying to explicitly break the game, then it just kind of gives you some more features. Like, 
there's some uh, feats in that game that I think are kind of good, right? They're, you know, like Lead Belly that, like, you take less radiation from eating and drinking or something like mm-hmm. that. But I would never take that. Because why would I? Because there's things that actually affect, like, my speech success or my abilities in combat, which are way more important than radiation reduction. But if I've got extra ones to spend, uh, maybe I'll pick up a couple levels of it because then I don't have to worry about it. I'm so, sure. like, that feels more like your play style if you're trying to more like mid max or just fucking go with whatever. So, that's uh, I that's what I'm gonna say. It's not a super long thing because we've actually been running longer than I expected. Yeah. But uh, more to just I think there's mods right now most games that get popular even ones that don't necessarily because they're like old as shit if they were popular you can find mods for and just kind of looking around and finding things that you enjoy to mod a lot of people have done a lot of legwork and i haven't made any mods myself but i've thought about looking into it but it's hard for me to pick a game because i'll often play a game and then I'll kind of move on. But to like actually mod something, you really kind of need to stick with it and then like actually trial and error. And I guess it helps if you're doing an old game because you don't have to worry about them changing any files because the game was from 1999. Yeah, that's got to help. It certainly does because that's, I mean, you know, Iceborne dropped and all of the mods broke because, duh, they changed like uh, the file locations of all the items and stuff. Yep, and the uh, way that everything's archived and shit. Yep. Yay! But it's getting there because that's, like, again, there's people who are very good at what they do who work on this kind of thing. Yeah. And there's people that just like doing it. Yep. So, like, they can add a, oh, anti-mod stuff, but especially when it's either a purely cooperative or purely single-player experience, I think you should always look into what mods are out there. And realize if it's cooperative, you should be playing with friends and agree upon mods. Don't jump into a game that's, oh, it's, it's cooperative, but I'm going to one-shot the boss. Don't do that. Yeah, that's not fun. That's not fun. But, I don't know. I really like the modding community. As much as I am only really a consumer of mods at the moment, they're a way to keep your games fresh. So fresh and so clean. Anything else? Nope. Oh, shit. All right. Uh, oh, my God. Where do we start? Let's get Facebook out of the way then. Yeah, you got this. All right. You can hit us up on facebook.com forward slash the bad game cast, our official Facebook page, which gets updated sometimes. Maybe you can find me on Reddit. That's uh, well, you can find us on Reddit. That's are uh, the bad game cast. All the episodes are posted there and give it a number. I wish I did that when we uploaded them to Podbean, but we don't or uh, Apple or whatever. Twitter, you can find us on Twitter at the Bad Gamecast. You can find me personally at Jake Prey. We stream on Twitch. Almost couldn't say that. Monday through Thursday, usually around 6 p.m. Eastern. It uh, changes a bit, but, you know, we uh, do keep to those days. Uh, otherwise, it gets tweeted out about. If you are that concerned about it, make sure to check us out there. Uh, what am I missing? You can find us on Patreon. If you like what we do, send us a buck. Otherwise, download and spread the word. That is always appreciated. And God damn it, we love the downloads. Uh, like Jason had said, be sure to write us a question. Any questions, thoughts, comments, concerns at thebadgamecast at gmail.com. 
What am I missing? I think you hit them all, right? That's how social media works. That's five. We got no Instas, no Snaps. Nope, nope. Uh, we're going to make a character, and he's going to have a LinkedIn page, so that'll be fun. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck, I think that's it. For the Bad Gamecast, I've been Jake. I am Jason. Good night, everybody! Good night, and good luck. No, I'm cutting that. I don't know who's editing this. I'm cutting that either way. <laughs> You're going to cut that before you even upload yep. the files? Just like, no. Nope. No, 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 no. Nope, nope, nope. Wait, if you're from Iowa, who do you even root for in basketball? Uh, Chicago. Oh, okay, I guess. I don't know. Like, uh, growing up, my stepfather was a fan of Chicago sports. Um, I mean, Iowa, so you guys don't get pro sports. No, well, we don't. But, like, <laughs> um, I mean, we have baseball options for from the surrounding states. Uh, football kind of in a general Midwest sort of way, I guess. And then basketball, I, I don't know. Uh, growing up, like he was the only person that I knew that was like into basketball. Yeah. And, like I remember watching Jordan play. Uh, actually, like his excitement about basketball is why like I don't mind watching basketball. I mean, I don't have the patience to follow any fucking sports, but like I don't mind watching basketball or baseball. Like I actually like watching baseball. Yeah, I guess basketball, you'd have to go, like, Chicago or Minnesota, Timberwolves. Chicago, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> the Thunder didn't, weren't the Oklahoma. They weren't the Thunder for a long time. Nope. They were out in Seattle, so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>